the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Um, I feel that this has been a great ride. We've been doing it together now for 20 plus years. I've used the same theme song essentially for all of it. A little back in black, right? Um, Which goes well with numbers and goes well with my last name. Oddly enough, I never thought about that once in my life until then. But that's okay. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air today. We don't get calls like we used to. One of the radio shows that I did many, 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 many years ago was called Stock Talk. And uh, I get like 25 calls an hour. And it was crazy because my knowledge of individual stocks then was probably greater than it is today because you challenged me. Now I'm going more so strategy. Now I'm going so more longevity. Now I'm going more theme, demographics. But uh, I used to be a kind of a, a stock jockey. And I had crazy knowledge about things that I shouldn't have known. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. <laughs> what was that? Did I just hear that? Stock talk with Rob Black. That's hilarious. Very old school. Anyhow, um, markets are slightly down. I I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it is a bit of fatigue, which we all are feeling with COVID. I had a chance to actually go into work today into Fremont, California, and I chose, no, I'm, I'm seeing all the spikes, and I was just like, I kind of chickened out. I'm like, if doctors are telling people not to travel on Thanksgiving, maybe I should like hold off till post Thanksgiving to hanging out with people that I used to hang out with, even though we're in a mask wearing environment. Um, I feel like we're all just a little bit on the fatigued side of how much longer do we have to do this? Good news. Pfizer and BioNTech are filing an application with the FDA today to provide emergency use authorization their COVID-19 vaccine. That's good news. Eli Lilly has a drug that received emergency use for the FDA. Um, they did receive it. They didn't file. They just received it. Basically, they've got a drug called Baritinib. And it's going to be in combination with Remdesivir for patients hospitalized with COVID-19. My mother remains hospitalized. It's now been four or five days. And she's on oxygen, not on a ventilator, but on oxygen throwing that out there 
Treasury Department's not going to extend five emergency programs, which fu were funded by the CARES Act. The request of the Federal Reserve returned unused funds, $455 billion to the Treasury. Federal Reserve has said it would prefer that the Treasury Department extend all emergency facilities. So there's, that's not a good thing. Steve Mnuchin, we know, works for the Republican Donald Trump. We know the Democrat Joe Biden is likely to assume the office in January. And we know that we are in the middle or the tail end, maybe the late innings of a COVID crisis that needs probably as many as emergency funds as possible. Just I'm painting a big picture. I'm not getting very specific there. But as we need that, um, it, it, it appears, and Steve Mnuchin saying otherwise, he said, no, 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 this isn't a negative thing. But it's being perceived as a negative thing. William Sonoma, Foot Locker, Ross Stores, The Buckle, all exceeded expectations by a large margin, telling you this is a sham, this whole Wall Street game. None of those companies should be rocketing and owning and, and knocking. Well, William Sonoma should because they're kind of home furnishings. But Ross Stores? Ross? One of the worst television ad campaigns ever, in my opinion. It has forced me to never shop again at a Ross. Ross is one of those deep discounters where Americans feel good shopping there. Let's say you like a Polo Ralph Lauren hoodie. And Polo Ralph Lauren hoodies typically go for $125. You go into a Ross store and it says $125. I found my, my hoodie, but look at this. There's a big X through it and it says you pay 45. You're like, holy mackerel, I won big. Ding, 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 ding. It's prices right. Come on down. You're the net. Like Ross stores has a, them and TJ Maxx have this deep discount feeling the way they price items and you feel like you're a winner and not a loser but they've made one of the worst campaigns ever where it was for father's day and it was a mother daughter talking about what are we gonna get dad for father's day and the daughter goes let's get him ties let's get him a jacket let's get him socks let's get him shoes let's get him pants and the mom goes we're going to ross and the kid goes we're definitely going to ross we're definitely going to Ross. And for some reason, that ad campaign haunts me to this day. Do me a favor, and if you have a little bit of time today and you want to laugh, go to YouTube and Google search. We're definitely going to Ross ad campaign, and it will haunt you. Like that little creepy kid in that Ouija movie, Ouija board movie. So markets have been trending lower all week on the thought of transition team on the tra thought on stimulus bill or lack thereof on the thought of, well, we got the vaccine, the good news. Yay. Now what we're going to hear is emergency use. Yes. Emergency use. No 20 million doses, 30 million doses, 40 million doses, 50 million doses, 60 million doses. And it, it, it doesn't get like better than the getting the vaccine. And then after we get, vaccinated if that does happen dr fauci said i think the obvious he goes i don't really see the red states getting vaccinated and i'm like whoa so he's basically he said if you're a non-believer and you're non mask wearer you're probably be a non-vaccinator is that true did we go through all this just to say that out loud 
Uh, that's all I have for you today. I'm grumpy. So once we get through the vaccine distribution part of it, we're going to get through holidays where we're not traveling. So we're going to hear more and more about airlines having problems and car, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines having problems because some people, they're, they're snowbirds and they, they fly away from the winter and they get on a cruise. They, they go to Phoenix. They, we're not going to see a lot of that. We're not going to see as much of that. So I, I, I feel, what's there to get excited about after stimulus? That's a good question because if you play chess, you got to think a couple moves ahead, right? And investing in life is kind of like chess. You got to think a couple moves that you can't live just in the moment. Okay, so after stimulus, then we're going to get to better job numbers. And then we're going to get to an economy that looks a little bit like 2019, but not in 2021. That's a transition year. Maybe massive stimulus from a new president. Maybe an infrastructure bill. There's some things out there, but it's the uh, magic eight ball says, ask again later. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshoe.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find me and CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. We do very two very different types of shows. I've been doing a show forever. And mine has always been about the morning news, the morning stock story of the day, the, the themes that are going on. I don't like tax efficiency. It doesn't do good radio. I don't talk about uh, the Monte Carlo simulation because it's not good radio. But you do not need to understand your risks in retirement on when we run out of money. That to me is better radio than Monte Carlo simulations, but that's just me. William Sonoma is a stock I've never owned, but I totally get it. It's all about home furnishings. It's, I would say, fairly uh, more fashionable than, say, a Wayfair as far as how you want to decorate your home. And it's definitely nicer than Ikea's crap quality. I mean, um, frugal pricing. See what I did there? gone into Williams Sonoma's before and gone, wait, that desk is how much? And it, it, it shocks me. Um, let me talk a little bit about Williams Sonoma. It's a leading multi-channel retailer of high-end goods for well-appointed kitchens, bedrooms, and baths. They've got upscale cookware with Williams Sonoma. They've got West Elm for modern housewares. They've got Pottery Barn and Pottery Barn Kids for furniture. I'm sitting at a Pottery Barn desk that I bought probably 12 years ago. And at the time, I was offended at the price. And I'm like, it's still pretty pretty holding up good. So great for me if you see where I'm trying to pick up. Hopefully, you're putting it down. You pick it up, put down, pick it up, put down, pick it up. 
Um, their income has been 2016 about five billion, then about 5.2 billion, then about 5.6 billion, then 2019 it was almost six billion, and then 2020 a little above six billion. Nothing shabby about that. Their operating cash has gone from 499 million to 585 million to 607 million. Nothing shabby about that. When you look at how they've built their assets versus their liabilities, their long-term debt is almost nil. There's a lot of positives looking at the financial statements. But what William Sonoma really is to me, now that we've got the financial snapshot in place, it, it's home furnishings that we can trust. It's the idea of the pandemic's keeping us home. I've, I've painted the kids' room. I've upgraded the Xbox. I've uh, upgraded the TVs. I've done everything. And now I'm looking around going, what can I do now? And it's a freaking new couch for the living room. Now that, I've now that I've put the kids in their cages, I mean the kids in their rooms, I can now open up the living room for myself and have a nice couch, a comfortable, maybe a lazy boy, maybe a bigger TV, maybe a better sound system. And that plays into where Pottery Barnes, where I'm, I should say William Sonoma, because I'm talking about the stock, William Sonoma, WSM. That sits right in their wheelhouse. People like me, who have some money, who's not going on vacation, I'm mad about that. And therefore, I'm like, well, I'm going to make my couch bigger. I'm going to go get that lazy boy chair that's got a beer refrigerator right underneath it. True story, I think it's it is the lazy boy from heaven or from Valhalla. All men want it. And right now you can hear the Led Zeppelin ah, playing us in, right? So take a look at William Sonoma's stock. Ticker symbol is WSM. Five years ago, it was a $50 stock. Today, it's $108. There's no shame in that. That's a great return. On top of it, it's paid a 2.1% dividend yield along the way. Ho, 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 ho. Here is a little cash for you. Dividends are great because every 90 days you get, if you have $100 with them and it's a 2% dividend, you're getting one half of a percent of that paid out to you. So if it's $2, you're getting, oh God, I can't even do the math anymore, right? 50 cents. Woohoo! That little dividend is eh, the breath of life. It is the breath of life of, of stock investing. You get paid in good years, you get paid in bad years, if it's a good company. So I think William Sonoma is a stock we should all look at and we shouldn't make fun of. I just, you know, is it as sexy as Google? No. As Netflix? No. But long-term, it's fine. And short-term, it's playing into a good trend. In the midterm, you're going to look at that valuation and go, what? That's... 15 times earnings isn't bad. I don't, this is a stock that's not going to get you into a lot of trouble, even when the economy gets hit with a pandemic. Now you're saying, well, how did it do in the, in the worst part of the pandemic? Not great. Not great. It was at $42. Five years ago, it was at $50. But since the pandemic, since we've been going, oh, where do we go from here? Um, it's gone from 42 to 108 this year, sitting at an all-time high. And again, that makes me want to go like, it's like the Titanic. We got through it. And then a big old missile comes and blows up the Titanic. It's spiking, and it has had a history of pretty good pullbacks. 
So know that there's some cyclicality to it. But also know that it's playing into a broader. Now you can say, well, Rob, if it's playing into a broader trend, I'm just going with Home Depot. Okay, fine. The, uh, home improvement, vanilla is Home Depot. There's no shame in vanilla. I love vanilla with a good little like crisp cookie. Maybe some brownie or some pie action. Other than that, vanilla is boring. Same thing with investing. William Sonoma has a story to tell. Um, same store sales climbed 24% year over year. How is that possible? Rob Black's chicken, and he won't merge, mingle with large groups. Rob Black won't sit in a, a restaurant indoors. How are same store sales climbing 24%? Expectations were for them to climb 10.7%, and they came in at 24 Now, pull out the abacus, and that sounds pretty good. Same store sales at their flagship, Williams-Sonoma. Again, they're different companies, Pottery, Pottery Barn, Pottery Barn for Kids, Williams-Sonoma, West Elm. West Elm sells up 21.8%. Pottery Barn, Kids and Teens up 23%. Williams-Sonoma up 30%. Pottery Barn up 24.1%. They had a high bar to cross, and they did. People have poured money into their houses throughout the pandemic. Will we pull back and go on vacation next year and take some of our furniture budget and move it to vacation? Probably. Is it a company you should buy today? No. It's a company you should look for. I don't like buying stocks at all-time highs. I used to say this, and I can't say this in the hashtag me too world anymore. I say I, I kind of like a slightly damaged woman. <laughs> because you can build off that. <laughs> but you can't say that anymore. So what would you say... It's a fixer-upper? Is Williams-Sonoma a fixer-upper? No, 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 no. It's a premium company that short-term has momentum. Mid-term, it's overvalued and prone to pullbacks. Long-term, it looks great. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. When I was a younger man, I looked at Wall Street as, that looks kind of boring. It was kind of boring, to be honest with you all. It's a weird thing to say out loud, but stocks didn't make big moves every year. It felt like 10% was like, it felt like granny panties. Like that's not very sexy. It's functional. I get it. There's money being made, but that'll never apply to me. There were stories out there and there's one today that kind of reminds me of my childhood that who I don't really want to talk about this. But Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin told CNBC his decision not to extend funding to several Fed lending programs was a very simple thing and consistent with the law. If the programs are needed in the future, he said there's plenty of money around to fund them. This is not a political issue. But it kind of feels, sounds, and plays like a political issue. Um, Congress has this purse and Mnuchin's trying to say that I'm just doing what Congress wants me to do in faith or in concept of let's not just say there's a credit. Everyone has a credit card in the government. He's saying, let's pull the credit cards back a bit. 
I kind of get it, but at the same time, does it smack of partisanship? Maybe a little bit. Does it feel like, why are you doing that now? Do we need to do that now? It's worthy of note. Deutsche Bank is talking about stocks you should own. Um, in the case of a pandemic. I love and hate lists like that. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Um, but anytime there's a top 10 list, what Dave Letterman tapped into kind of played in my head pretty smartly. You know, let's do a top 10 list from the home office in Scottsdale, Arizona. Americans love lists. You need to be very, very careful. Deutsche Bank is getting bullish on real economy stocks. They've upgraded target prices for several stocks in a note that they published in research for their clients on Thursday. Three vaccine frontrunners have been announced and are promising updates throughout the days and weeks. Value in real economy stocks have gained the most from the optimism surrounding COVID-19 vaccine candidates. I think November has been a question on Wall Street of, do we stay with the stay-at-home stars or do we go with what's going to be more of a real economy a year from now, a reopening stock? So on their list of stocks to own, again, you have to be very cautious with this because it's not geared towards you. It's geared towards um, generic, wise-spreading, big net-throwing kind of concept. Company called SAF Holland, and you're saying, "Oh boy, this is going to be a this is going to be a work to digest. It's going to be like the uh, Python eating. Do Pythons eat other animals? A pig. Let's just say a snake eating a pig. For lack of, I'm not sure if Pythons are deadly with their mouth or do they anaconda. I, I I'm I'm at a loss. You call me stupid. Them fighter words." So SAF Automotive is what they do, SAF Holland. Um, they basically said driven by Europe where the company reported double-digit margin of 10% driven by solid aftermarket business. People are buying more car parts. I told you, like, it sounds like, ooh, let's see what list they have in store for us. And you're like, well, that's not sexy. Then there's a company called Trainline. Oh boy, this is a $5 stock. Tickers on the TRNT. But what country do I buy it in? Yeah, that's a bit of a problem. It's a UK stock. Medium term prospects for Trainline looks great. UK market's leading rail and bus it ticket. The UK's market leading rail train and bus ticket provider was battling with the latest COVID lockdowns. And now they think the company's on the path to recovery. So yeah, it makes sense that we've seen the movies with Hugh Grant, where he falls in love and she lives in the country and he lives in the city and he has to catch a train and go see his love and milk a cow and the hilarity ensues. That's an odd one, right? Then they have one called BBVA. Now BBVA, I'm like, I think I might know this one. Not quite. I know the American version, but this isn't the American version. 
it's a bank that has international expanses. Um, so it's a finance stock. So, so far we got a transportation stock, a finance stock, and an auto parts stock. Like, where's the sexy social media TikTok replacement that I crave? Darling, bring me my internet replacement hot stock of the week. So they're kind of doing mergers and acquisitions in Europe, and they could be acquired. But do you see how, like, this list became problematic? They're all foreign-based stocks. and that's kind of the concept right now is that you can get a lot of value internationally and you can get a lot of value domestically in the United States, but with small cap companies and with financial companies. And you're like, but Rob, that's not sexy. That's the problem. Sometimes you have to filter that out and, and okay. So I was playing with the new Xbox last night. I was installing it. It's okay. It's not going to change the world. It's not going to make bread. It's not going to give me a COVID shot. Um, and it wasn't for me. It was for, how shall we say, a child in my household. Um, sometimes we look for stocks that are like, I can't make a case at this point in time for Apple. I can't. I own shares of Apple. Now that 5G has been announced, I'm like, woohoo! Um, I'm looking for augmented reality to be a next catalyst higher. Otherwise, I'm like, eh, it's just going to be a boring old stock. I know where there's sexiness. It's in the financials and value. But sometimes there's that transition because we've gamified stocks with Robinhood. And people want Apple to go higher, so they keep buying it. I just, it's going to be tough for a $2 trillion company to become a $3 trillion company, to become a $4 trillion company without really revolutionary product. Because let's face it, no one who's listening right now has never heard of the word iPhone. You're like, Rob, I've never heard of the word iPhone. I've been living in a cave for 20 years. What is this thing, iPhone? Am I a telephone? Do I have numbers on me? Do I have a touchpad? So there's no secret there. The, the big thing about a company like Apple is it's cash flow. And that's going to be the interesting thing to watch at this point in time. Their weapon isn't the next new augmented reality headset yet. We have to wait on that. Their weapon right now is that they have a ton of cash coming in and a ton of cash going out. And they can maneuver that. They can engineer it ever so slightly to make themselves wildly more profitable or on the cutting edge of research, less profitable. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks are falling as traders are weighing what I would say vaccine uh, fatigue and virus concerns. Thanksgiving dinner costs fall 4%. It's the cheapest Thanksgiving dinner we can have since 2010. Feel good, people? But remember, if you have Thanksgiving dinner, you can only do it with Six other people. I don't even know the rules on COVID anymore. I'm just, I'm buckling down. I'm hiding. You can find me in the Rob Black bunker. The coronavirus pandemic is worsening. Some medical experts are calling on Americans to cancel Thanksgiving. Grinch. But Thanksgiving should be about 4% cheaper this year. Now, this kind of stuff that we're talking about, 
is super vague in concept, okay? You know that, I know that. You're like, why do I care, Rob? Why are you telling me about how much mashed potatoes cost in Turkey per pound? Because it's called inflation. It's probably the number one thing that you need. Nah, the number one thing. The number one thing you need to know is jobs in the U.S. But you keep an eye on inflation. And the idea here is the first apartment I ever rented, I probably rented for $300 for the room. And my buddy probably had a room for $250, and I had the bigger room. And, like, good luck finding that now, right? First time I ever had a Coke, I believe it was a quarter. I could be making that up. You went to a Coke machine, you put a quarter in, boom, you got a Coke. I want to say it was a bottle, too. But I could be wrong there. Um, now we go try to buy a Coke. It's two bucks minimum. And again, that plays into the concept of inflation. My wages went up from the first time I was a kid at 16 years old buying a soda to the, where I am today for sure. So my wages overinflated my, my lack of ability to not keep up with the cost of Coke. No, that's fine. That's fine. But that's the idea. So for the average family, is this right? Turkey costs about 7% less this year than last year. They average about $19.39 for a 16-pound bird. It is kind of weird that we eat birds. Now that you put it that way, maybe <laughs> the price of sweet potatoes, stuffing, rolls with butter, peas, cranberries, a veggie tray, pumpkin pie, whipped cream, coffee, milk, all of that plays into the costs year over year. We're not seeing a lot of food inflation. That's a good thing. Are you seeing wage inflation? Probably not as much as you want, right? That's a bad thing. You get the idea. Supply and demand and wage inflation and overall inflation pressures. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the show. I dig my new producer. He's a different point in his life that kind of was a point I was at at one point. Young, in love, trying to figure out how to put all the pieces together. We have some good conversations during the break. That's one of the things I love about the show is that it's never scripted. It always comes off from a different place. Fridays are my favorite day because those are the days I think where I take the most chances. I loved my segment about William Sonoma. Loved it. I give myself an A plus. I'm sending that off to the Smithsonian to become part of Radio Hall of Fame. I hated my segment on Thanksgiving and inflation. I was like, how do I, how can I tinker that better? And next time I'll try to be better. Taking a look at Wall Street today, Pfizer is about to ask the FDA to authorize its coronavirus vaccine, a critical step before it can be given to more people. But I got instant, I, that's super exciting, 95% effective. But then I got instantly depressed when I started thinking about what Dr. Fauci said. He goes, we've politicized the virus. And he sees some states that want it to reopen for lack of a better area, Texas, Florida, North Dakota, that governors are having a tough time enforcing mandates without people going out on the streets with rifles. Look, you need to stay home. It's for your own safety. Well, I got a gun. I, I don't even know what to say here. 
like I, that's not my world. But what Fauci was saying was like this flu shot thing's only going to work if we actually get the flu shot. And he's like, I'm a little bit nervous that some states that have fought masks and some states that have fought, you know, shutdowns are going to fight a vaccine. I will say that's your right. But I'll say it does bring into a question like how's Wall Street going to respond to that? And again, please know that's all I care about. My whole goal is getting you to retirement. If you want to change the world socially, that's up to you. If you want to hug trees, hug trees. If you want to cut down trees, cut down trees. If you want to hug elephants, hug elephants. If you want to hunt them, hunt them. I'm not put on this planet to help you figure that one out. I'm put on this planet to help you get to retirement. Stocks are falling today, turning a meh week into even more of a meh kind of week. But I'll say this. We're falling, but we're not out. We're not going face down. This doesn't feel like the beginning of the end. This feels like what's next? The SP 500's down one quarter of a percent. The Dow's down one half a percent. The NASDAQ's up one tenth of a percent. There's a horrible, horrible movie in the 1990s called Streets of Fire. It might have been the 1980s. It had Michael Pere in it and a lady who went on to become one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Diane, what was her name? Diane Lane, that's right. And it had a it had a soundtrack which was hilarious because in the movie, uh, the song Street, from Streets of Fire was sang by um, what looked like a young Motown band. And then you see the guy in real life, and he's like very Caucasian. And you're like, wow, I was fooled. That guy's got some soul in him. But the song has the phrase in it. Um, you and me, we should be going nowhere slowly, but we're going nowhere fast. Something about get away from the past. But what I want you to really focus on is we're going nowhere slowly right now. Sideways isn't down, but it's also not up. So am I happy today? I actually am. This has been a great year. Do I wish I was at an all-time high like I was last week at this point? Eh, oh, I'm okay. It's liquid money? Or is it not liquid? It's in stocks. I haven't sold it, nor have I, I, nor do I need it. So it's okay to go nowhere fast in the big picture of how did, where did I come in the middle term? When did I come in the long term? Pfizer's asking the FDA to authorize its coronavirus vaccine, and you're like, that should be good news. But no, we've already known that. Wall Street deals with that pretty quickly. Early on in the vaccination, virus debate, one of the scientists I was watching, maybe on PBS or something, maybe it was a BBC show, he said, this is a relatively easy one to tackle. The, the, the makeup, the molecular makeup of this virus isn't all that challenging like HIV has been. So anyway, Target and Walmart are proving that e-commerce surge won't reverse ever, never, ever. As if that's the biggest duh moment of the day, right? Walmart said its online sales rose 79% in the quarter. Target said its online sales rose 155%. We are beasts of habit. I never be a beast of burden. You know what the beast of burden are? I believe. I believe. It's a creation myth. How did we become populated? 
you know, we're Adam and Eve. Was it a, were we made out of clay by our creator? And then I don't know. Walmart's online sales grew 97% in the quarter. Target's online sales up 195 in the second quarter. The third quarter, 79% in 100. Like, it's not letting up. These are big numbers. And once we get used to doing something, we do it again and again and again. You know my favorite kid meal was as a kid? Uh, Italian spaghetti. You know what my favorite meal is today? Probably like an Italian pasta, maybe with a little more garlic and a little more olive oil that versus red sauce, but it's pretty darn close. So we, we're beasts of burden. So good for Walmart, good for Target, even better for Amazon because they've they've tinkered with it. They've seen the successes and the failures. They've seen the heavy amounts of artificial intelligence where they can get better and worse. The shift from physical retail to online shopping was already happening pre-COVID, of course. Duh. But some old-fashioned companies are getting better and better at it. They're not the Pelotons, the Zooms, the Slacks, the Crowd Strikes, or the Chewies. They're Walmart and Target. Boring. But executing beautifully. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.